Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Hi everyone, this is Houston. Some of you may recall from our last episode that Brian and I were searching for a new recording studio. We're happy to say that we have found a new studio that should help us to return to producing higher quality audio. However, for this episode, we were still in a transitional stage and had some technical difficulties while recording. We ended up deciding to release this episode anyway, despite the low sound quality, but we wanted to apologize up front and let you know we appreciate your patience while we've been working on finding a new studio. Thanks again for your support, and enjoy the episode. All right. This is the Silver Screen Redemption, a comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. I like that laughing intro. You're just kind of <laughs> chuckling to yourself as you say what the podcast is. Well, if, we look, <laughs> if we're going to peer behind the curtain a little bit, this is like our third attempt to start yeah. a podcast, and it hasn't gone so well. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take the chuckles. I'll take what I can get. Cool. What's new in your life? I I feel like we need to have some more stereotypical podcast intros. Yeah, just some... how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm good. What, uh, what's the scuttlebug? The scuttlebug is a phrase that people use. Uh, Do you think there's actual scuttlebugs in the world? Um. Yeah, probably. There's probably bugs that scuttle around. Scuttle's also, a verb, right? Also, I. We'll get back to the scuttlebug conversation. Okay. I'm getting like a Tim the Toolman vibe here because I feel like you're Wilson right now, peering over oh, the fence yeah. at me right now in our in our temporary studio setup here with our uh, cardboard boxes. What What if we did a a tool time? Okay, podcast. You know where, who I've you know who I've been told who I look like Al Borland. You do a little bit every time my cousin sees me. He says Al Borland. You look like a younger Borland. Yeah. Before he was boring. Yeah. You're an Al exciting one. Young Al Borland. So they t- that's what they call me in the in the magazines. What if we did a Tool Time podcast where we review episodes of Tool Time? Okay. Not home improvement. Episodes of Tool Time. So just the, just the segment within the show. Yeah, exactly. That could be interesting. That's a short podcast. I feel like that's perfect. That's, I, I feel like that's as much as I want to talk about that show. <laughs> that might be a podcast within the podcast. Okay. We might do that if we don't have advertisements for a week. Yeah, our tool time segment. I like that. That That's a good one. I don't think there's any podcasts like that. It's I, pretty unique I bet one. it wouldn't be hard to track down all those segments. I'm sure they're on YouTube. I do need you to talk like Wilson the Neighbor the whole time, though. Well, that is super the How about I talk right the now. way I imagine Wilson talks? Because I can't remember his voice at all. Well, Tim, you gotta love your family. And that's the moral of every, says, every tool time episode. You gotta love your family and fix up your, your cars and work in your garden. That's my <laughs> Wilson voice, I guess. I don't know what he sounds like. I wonder if he had some sort of disease, like he had major herpes oh, or something. Maybe he was Deadpool. And, and he, maybe he's Deadpool. Just, what? <laughs> just from the nose down. My good neighbor, Deadpool. Okay. That'd be a fun crossover. On one side of my house, I have Totoro. On the other house, I have Deadpool. My neighbor, It's a great, Deadpool. unique neighborhood. That is a unique neighborhood. 
Okay, this is our this is our new plan. We're gonna have a Tool Time mini podcast where it is Tim Tool Tim the Tool Man and Al Borland and Deadpool all together. Okay. And my neighbor Totoro. And my neighbor Totoro. Maybe oh. maybe that mini podcast is inside a My Neighbor Totoro podcast. <laughs> I feel like that would make have a lot of sense. Have you seen My Neighbor Totoro? I have seen the first 20 minutes of it, probably. What if we did a podcast where we imagine what that movie's about? Okay. And then as a, a little side break within the podcast, we do our Tool Time podcast. Okay, but every every Totoro episode is the exact same, what, okay. but the segment within is different it. every time. The podcast is called Tool Time with Totoro. Tool Time with Totoro is a good name. We have to do this podcast now because that's okay. such a good podcast name. Okay, so what I like is we have the Totoro discussion exactly once, okay? We have one discussion about like, huh, I wonder what the movie My Nerva Totoro is about. And then that, and then we cut it in half and the first half is the intro and the last half of it is the outro to the Tool to the Tool podcast. Time sandwich yeah. that we are doing. It's a Tool Time sandwich with Totoro bread. I love it's this. It's the exact same bread every time, though. We don't re-record it. We don't have a new discussion. It's just that. <laughs> People are going to really know what we think about Totoro. <laughs> They're really going to know unless they just skip ahead. But then we put the commercials right before and right after the Tool Time discussion. So it mixes it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, it mixes it up and it makes us money. Yeah. Which is the whole point. Dough time with Dotoro. Dot- oh, Dough time with Dotoro. Dotoro. That's our ad break. I love it. My neighbor Dotoro. And we uh, sell doTERRA. <laughs> except we don't. We definitely do not sell doTERRA. I don't know if anyone outside of Utah knows what doTERRA Probably is. Not. Oh, Probably not. not. Um, don't look it up. <laughs> it's rare. We don't go out of our way to not sponsor people very often, but this is one of the few times we yes. do. So that's our future plans. I love it. That was our good stereotypical podcast intro. I liked that. Just some banter. Yeah, we did it. Where we invented our next podcast. Yeah. And you're all going to subscribe to it and you're going to love it. Maybe that'll be our Patreon exclusive. At, at <laughs> the highest level. At the highest level. You can be a guest a on Tool Time. Oh. You can be our tool of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, this is Doug, our tool of the week. Uh, hey, Doug, anything you want to say? Uh, I like your podcast. Thanks, Doug. I like Al better, because uh, that's what they always have to say on the show. Yeah. And I'm a tool, Do so. they say that? Man, you already know way more about tool time than me. Yeah, I think they all like Al Borland more. I mean, I do. Everyone does. <laughs> it's Tim Allen. He's yeah. doesn't have the best reputation He was days. good as the Santa Claus. He enjoyed the Santa Claus. I, no, okay. I love Tim Allen before I knew that he said some offhand comments. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's, he's got a rough path there. Um, okay, getting back to our actual jobs, our money-making okay. jobs. Yeah, our real Our dogs. real Dotoros. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, that one was a, a real Dotoro. <laughs> uh, following up from last week with Survival Jurassic World, what if, okay, the numbers are in. People loved it. There's one thing they absolutely loved more than everything. And if you had to take one guess as to what that is, what do you think it would be? Uh, the skyscraper. If you guess Adam Sandler, you're absolutely correct. It was Adam Sandler. Because everyone loves Adam Sandler pretending to be Dracula running yeah. around and biting people. I mean, honestly, the trailers for Hotel Transylvania 3 look decent. 
Um, Hotel Transylvania 3 is coming out this weekend. Yeah. And we kind of cleared out the whole Fandango <laughs> Unchained segment last we week. We did. We don't have any movies coming out for like the next year that we can talk about. Yeah, we kind of jumped the gun a lot. Um, that led me to an idea. And Brian, you have no idea about this, but we are doing a movie mash today. Movie mashup. Here comes the movie mashup. That's our theme for movie mashup. That's mash-ups. our theme song. Yeah. I'll edit it in the better version later. Yeah. But I, yeah, I did, I did not know what, I don't know what we're doing for this. And I assume it now has something to do with Hotel Transylvania. Uh, no, better. Adam Sandler. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> what do you think of when you hear the name Adam Sandler? Um, I think of Happy Gilmore. Uh, what do you think of when you're in a cynical, bitter mood when you think of Adam Sandler? Uh, Pixels. Yep, that's one of the movies we're going to talk about. Okay. Um, I've got six movies here. Okay. They are maybe not Adam Sandler's worst movies, but... They definitely need some improvement. Okay. Home improvement. A little home improvement, you might say. A little redemption. Uh, Tim Allen does need to make a cameo in each of these. That's going to be my own personal studio demand. Because he needs some redemption. He does. And we will watch him like a hawk. Make sure he doesn't say anything. (laughs) Hey, Tim. (laughs) Hey, cut it out. Maybe he's in all of them, but he can't speak. (laughs) Hey, Tim, stand over there. Literally, the only thing he can do is... Oh, oh, oh. I think he just plays I mean, a big shaggy dog I mean, in each of them. I mean, that's what he's known for. Yeah. Is his grunts. Um, I like that. Tim Allen's in all of them, but he can only grunt. He can only grunt. Thank you, Studio Demand, <laughs> meaning us. <laughs> so we're going to take six different Adam Sandler movies that have a little potential to be fun. Because, boy, howdy, did, did Pixels have potential? It was a fun concept. I still think it could be a good movie. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Are we going to get the six up front, or are you just going to leak these out one at a time? I'll leak them out one at a time, Okay, but I'll tell you this much. Adam Sandler's gone. Okay. He he got fired. No Adam Sandler, then. Is he still... Is is he producing? Is he... Uh, He can be a consultant. Are these still Happy Madison pictures? Sure. Okay. We'll we'll leave it at that. He does have some say in the matter. We're going to go from the absolute bottom of the trash barrel bin... What whatever Please tell for- me it's Pixels. Please tell me Pixels is the P- worst. Pixels is know. one of them. Oh, okay. We'll have Pixels as our starter. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Um, we're going to try and find the happy middle by bringing the some happy class. Middle. <laughs> the happy Gilmore middle. Yeah. Um, I pulled the last six best actor winners onto this list. Okay. Uh, just for reference, uh, it's Gary Oldman. What if what if we do this? What if you don't tell me any of this, but you tell the listeners? I'll plug my ears. Okay. So you you tell the because I feel like they might enjoy it more if they know what we're working with. Yes. But I I think it would be better for me going into it. Well, I kind of already told you. You don't, told me a little bit. Uh, I won't tell you the actors because I don't think you know who actually won. Okay. Um, there is one caveat to one of the actors, just because I'll explain it when we get to that point. But that's basically it. And then the third thing is we have to decide. A studio demand yeah. for each of these movies. Okay. So we're going to pick the movie, pick the actor, and pick the studio demand at random. Okay. Perfect. Except for the movie. We're going to start with Pixels, since you already guessed that one. Yeah. So I'm going to randomly... I love that you've gamified this whole thing. I'm going to randomly pick an actor, and it... Wow, I can't believe you got three new wheels just for this mashup. Yes. So many wheels. That's I did. I was wondering why you, there were so many wheels in the studio today. 
We're basically a tricycle in here. Nice. It's like the set of prices right in here. Yeah. Do-do-do. So, I think the problem with Pixels is that Adam Sandler just did not get into the role. Like you were saying, he didn't yeah. know anything about video games. Yeah. We need to ensure that the next actor really understands video games on a deep level. Like, okay. he gets into the brain of Reggie fils yeah. or... Another. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with Reggie fils being cast in the movie. Um, we're not going to have Reggie fils We're going to have the next best person who could be Reggie fils Okay. That's Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Winner of the best actor for Lincoln. Some gravitas. I like that. Playing Lincoln. Okay. Now, Brian, I'm going to have you spin that other wheel, that okay. the front wheel of the tricycle, and figure out what our studio demand is. Uh, let me spin it here. This is the one I'm used to. This is a normal wheel. And it says, sounds great. Perfect. It's going to be a smash. Quick note, my brother-in-law, Tony Danza, has been looking for a really meaty lead role in a feature. Why don't you add a new character? Let's call him Tony. And he's going to be the lead's best friend now. Real quick. Remind me who Tony Danza is. He's the boss. Arguably. He's he's in Who's the Boss. Oh, and Who's the Boss. Yes. He's uh, famous for his New York accent. I've never actually seen Who's the Boss. I haven't either. But I feel like I know everything I need to from Community. Yes, they reference him in that quite a bit, especially in that one episode. Um, I think of him often when I think of uh, Tiny Dancer by Elton John, often heard as Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. That's and all you need Daniel to Daniel Day-Lewis is definitely going to be singing that at some yeah. point. Uh, so, <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, Tony Danza, buddy comedy in Pixels. Yes. Now... Let me tell you this. It doesn't have to be verbatim pixels all over again. Right. The general, the general premise. It's a good premise. It's a good it's premise. Fun premise. What do you think, what kind of shenanigans would those two get into off the top of your head? Um, Assuming pixels happen. So they're older gentlemen. Yeah. And so I think it's a lot of them like, they don't know about video games. They have to admit that. Like It, it cannot be centered around, oh, this guy is a genius because he was good at video games when he was a kid. It can't be that, because they're older guys. Yes. I mean, so is Adam Sandler, honestly, at this point. But they are older than him. So I think their thing is going to be, like, it's going to be a lot of, like, turning on consoles wrong, you know, putting discs in the cartridge place. So let me ask you this. Why, then, would they hire these two to take out Giant Pac-Man? Do you think that maybe, if follow my logic here for a second, Daniel Day-Lewis is known as the incredible method actor right he gets way deep into his roles when he was playing abraham lincoln he literally lived in a cabin for six seven months playing vampires exactly he did all that what if all the video gamers that they hire for this mission like we're getting it halfway through the war they're already they've maybe taken out donkey kong but pac-man's there uh the duck hunt ducks are running amok all the top gamers in the world have lost their lives to this war. Yeah. And they don't know who to turn to because, uh, honestly, like, we don't have the time or resources to train these kids to grow up and become better gamers. Millennials. Millennials. They're only go really good older. at Angry Birds, but that's not useful. Um, you know who is super dedicated to his art and can pick up random skills very quickly because he takes on the mindset of people? Is Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. I think you tell him, hey, <laughs> you're going to play a crazy video game. Oh, so he's Daniel Day-Lewis as, he, as himself. As himself. Okay. 
So I was thinking maybe they were executives, right? Like, oh, I was an executive at Namco. Because I think, I think that could be a logical thing as well. No, I, I like th- this angle. I do think it needs to be Daniel Day-Lewis yes. getting into his method acting, which is learning maybe how to be Tony a video Danza. gamer. Maybe Tony Danza is his best friend who worked at Namco. Okay. And he's the one who's like, I know a guy. Yeah. I can bring him in. Exactly. And so Tony Danza is the one who has to keep him a little in line with society. Like, hey, hey, Daniel, World of Warcraft. We don't need all of those skills cut back a little bit. Like, let's focus on Fortnite a little bit. That could be useful. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's put a plug in that because we got five more movies to tackle. Yes, let's keep this this train wreck rolling. Okay. I'm going to tell you the next movie. Um, This might be one you haven't heard of or you might not recognize from the title. I thought there was some interesting potential with this. It's called Just Go With It. Starring Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I don't recognize it. Oh, I do kind of. They pretend they're married? Yes, because Adam Sandler's dating some like 20-year-old girl and has to tell her that... Oh, let me pull up the Wikipedia yeah, plot this is synopsis. A, I think I might have seen this, actually. I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs, see if this covers it enough. In 1988, Daniel Danny Maccabee, played by Adam Sandler... 22-year-old man leaves his wedding right before the... Nope, this is irrelevant stuff. 23 years later, Danny, now 45 years old, in case you couldn't do the math, is now a successful plastic surgeon in Los Angeles who feigns unhappy marriages to get women and to avoid romantic commitment that may lead to heartbreak. The only woman aware of his schemes is his office manager and best friend, Catherine Murphy, played by Jennifer Aniston, a divorced mother of two. At a party, Danny meets Palmer... Yada, yada, yada. He tells Palmer that he's in a bad marriage and that he needs to break it off. He says he's going to Hawaii on a trip and Palmer wants to go with him. But he said that he was going with his soon-to-be ex-wife. And so he's caught in this lie and he needs his friend Jennifer Aniston to pretend to be his ex-wife. Romantic comedy movie later. They fall in love. Right, of course. Um, Okay, another decent premise. Yeah. Time out. We forgot our Tim Allen cameo in oh, Pixels. Tim Allen. I think he's his character from Home Improvement, and his kids are very into video games, and he's chasing them around, not speaking. What if he's grunting. chasing the ducks from Duck Hunt around as a big shaggy Ducks? dog? Oh, that's better. That's better. Okay. Now we can continue with just yes. go with it. Um, so I'm going to do another random. I really program. didn't recognize that name. Just go with it. Uh, Gary Oldman, winner of the Best Actor for The Darkest Hour, when he played Winston, Winston Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. So it's Gary Oldman and Jennifer Aniston <laughs> and some Gary young Oldman. girl. Yeah. This is getting a little creepy. We might need to change the age a bit. Yeah, I think this all can age up. No problem. We'll just do it. Just it's done. Because I do not want to see Gary Oldman flirt with a twenty-one-year-old girl. No one. That's wants super that. creepy. No one wants that. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get that studio demand. Okay. Okay. This, uh, this studio demand is from Sam Ray. Turn it into a Kung Fu movie. I think um, that's exactly what we need. That's the logical step progression from fat suit. Yeah. Acting. Yeah. Is Kung Fu acting. Wait, next. is there fat suit acting in this movie? In Darkest Hour. For oh, Gary Darkest Hour. Got it. I thought right. you were talking about this, about just go with it, but I was like, do you mean Jack and Jill? Okay, cool. Uh, don't worry, we'll be talking I about Jack I and Jill. I assume we'll get there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, kung fu movie now. Maybe he uh, um, he I, runs a dojo. He runs a dojo. Let's age this a little bit. I'm going to say we're casting Viola Davis as the new love interest. At, at least, like, those are the friends. And Gary Oldman is hitting on some other girl. Okay. Or some other guy. Maybe he's hitting on Tim Allen. Okay, that's how we get Tim Allen in <laughs> he there. Wants Tim, Tim Allen would him. love this. I th- <laughs> and all Tim Allen says the whole movie. Uh? <laughs> uh? He's like, yeah, okay. We can tell Tim Allen like you're. We don't. We don't we're tell Tim <laughs> Allen what he's playing. We're. Because <laughs> I. <laughs> I think Tim Allen's homophobic. I believe so. I think he is. I think that's it would be his reaction to this whole premise. Yeah. I don't think we tell him he's in a movie. We just have some guy hit on him. And he goes, oh? I think he's turning into the Rob Schneider character who just sits in the background of all yeah. Adam Sandler movies and just goes, you can do it. I mean, I assume those guys are in here as well. I mean, I assume I assume Steve Buscemi is on board. Uh, Kevin James is Doing in for something. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even care if Gary Oldman and Viola Davis get together. I just want to see I, t- yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen interact with Gary Oldman and his advances. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Viola Davis. And I think Gary Oldman is still in his fat suit from Darkest Hour. Okay. A, fat, a guy in a fat suit doing kung fu? That's very on brand for Adam Sandler. So either we need to fix it oh, or I we need to... I forgot about the kung fu. What? What is the big aspect that I think, involves kung nope, fu? No, I think we're going with it. I think he's in a fat suit and he's doing kung fu. And maybe he's doing it as like an after school program for fat kids. And he's trying to boost their confidence and trying to get them in shape. I think this is great. So is there an epic chase? He's a good guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I believe Gary Old- I want to believe Gary Oldman's a good guy. No, I'm asking. The, like, I assume Adam Sandler's character is generally. No, he's kind of nice. He's kind of a scuzzbag, isn't he? In this it, movie, from what you described. Yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a tool. We I can feature him that. on Tool Time. We're changing that. He's yeah. going to be a good guy. He's Gary Oldman. He's a, he's in a fat suit, but he's very good at kung fu. Yes. The problem is he goes after weird people in his love interest. Right. And that's what he kind of gets over. He has this... Here's Gary Oldman's problem. He's kind of a stalker at first. And okay. I think he's following Tim Allen around. And Tim Allen is very confused. And I think there is an epic chase scene where they're jumping off buildings. They're bouncing off walls doing like an epic kung fu fight where tim allen's just trying to get away from gary oldman yeah okay and this is the style i'm imagining gary oldman is like very heavily leaning on his kung fu abilities tim allen's doing parkour yes it's very like leaping and flipping for no reason and i think this is directed by angley who directed hidden tiger hitting croucher tiger dragon hidden dragon crouching tiger that's the one Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon? Hidden Dragon, Crouching Tiger. I think it's the other way around. I think it ends with Dragon. The Angley... I'm looking at a wire movie. Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon. It's Hidden Dragon, Crouching Tiger. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. We are so uncultured, I knew Dragon was last, but I had the adjectives backwards. We're super white, Brian. We are. Let's move on to the next episode before we embarrass ourselves. Yeah, but Angley is directing it. Angley's direct. I always thought it was Angley. I say Angley. But then they changed it to Ong in the in the live action movie. <laughs> and I, that really was a misstep for me. I, uh, 
you know, the last Airbender. You you do you, but directing's not your forte, apparently. Yeah. Um, let's go on to the next movie. This is Grown Ups. Okay. And keep in mind, we can do a franchise here. Who's with in Grown Ups? Too. This is... I haven't seen The it. premise of this movie is Adam Sandler gets his buddies together and they go on vacation. Okay. This is the, not the Andy Samberg one. No, that is... Like the, Father, Like Son. Something yeah, like that. that's my boy. That's my boy. I okay. left that one off this list. Okay. It is Grown Ups. And we are definitely going to get Leo DiCaprio and all of his friends together. Leo DiCaprio. Who Which do you I th- assume... Uh, what are you asking? Who do you think are Leo DiCaprio's friends? Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't nope. That's, that's one. Um, <laughs> you know... Uh, I think he needs three more friends. Let's. I, uh, let's do I told this. you about Lost in London, right? Where he uh, he gets in a fight with Owen. Where Woody Harrelson gets in a fight with Owen Wilson. Yeah, it it was in the real story. It was Leo DiCaprio. So, so Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson is definitely not his friend. Well, they are friends. That's the whole idea. Is that they are very good friends, but they got in a fight that night. Okay, so I think he's one of. Them. I think Woody Harrelson. So Woody Harrelson's one. Yeah, Vince Vaughn is another. I'm just going to. This is basically an old dog situation. Oh yeah. So Tim Allen's another <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen's another one. Um, I'm just gonna go Fandango and look at the first actors that come up on here. Uh, Paul Rudd's one of those friends, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is another one of those, and I don't think you know who Lakeith Stanfield is. I do, but he is the guy from the movie Get Out who literally just yells "Get Out" the whole time. Oh, got it. Um. I, uh, the reason I didn't instantly ask who is that was I didn't want to constantly be saying who is that to every black actor you bring up. <laughs> and I assumed that he was. So I, I'll admit I don't know who he was, but uh, I'm glad I've been enlightened. Um, and I think he just says, get out to Tim Allen every time he shows up okay. to hang with him. But maybe he says it in like a fun way, like a no way, get out. That'd be, that'd be a fun reference. To which Tim Allen responds, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, this is great. I think they just hang out in that movie. I don't think they do anything. In Grown Ups? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what's the studio demand? Studio They'll demand. determine what they do. Let's spin that wheel. Uh, this is from Abby Chapman, uh, who says, Incorporate inordinate amounts of product placement. So maybe we bring Edward in and we do our product placement right now. <laughs> Edward the App, write your first novel, uh, is a great new... As you might have guessed, an app, as you might have guessed from the name, Edward the App. Uh, it's an app, a web app, that will walk you through the process of writing your first novel, or any novel, really. But uh, when you're first starting out, you may need a little extra help, um, and it helps with the two biggest things that you usually struggle with when you're writing, which is getting your ideas down, getting out of that writer's block. That was one. That's one, right? That's one thing. Get your ideas out. Uno thing. Uno thing. Dose thing is... Keep it all organized, right? Like you're gonna, if you're writing this epic, you know, Game of Thrones novel, you got to keep track of all your characters and all your scenes and all your things, and it's got to all make sense, or the fanboys will come after you. So, Edward the app is going to protect you from the fanboys. Make sure you keep it all straight. It's got tools like maps, thesauri, etc., all kinds of cool stuff right in the same place, so you don't like, oh, I should Google that, but then you do it, and then it's like, oh shoot. I should look at this other thing, and you're then you're done. You stopped writing. Two questions. Okay. One, do you think Edward Norton uses Edward the app? Uh, I bet he's a writer. 
Second question. Can we have Edward Norton be one of the friends in this movie and or narrate the movie that oh, is grown like up? Yeah. And oh, what about this? So there's this cool AI feature built into uh, Edward the App. It'll take your own writing and then use a neural network to like spit back at you like a new sentence. And that that's like meant to be like a trigger to help you think, oh, that could be what happens next in the book. But what if we use it to write all the narration for the movie? Okay. I'm all about not hiring writers for this. Right. We, we I just want to type in a, sen- a paragraph that says, Adam Sandler film, where you take out Adam Sandler, replace it with X actor, yeah. and then they ensue on shenanigans and hijinks. And then let it write itself. And then just let it write itself. Yeah. And, and then Edward Norton takes it and reads it. Yes. Perfect. I think we solved Hollywood's problem. Yeah. Is Edward the app. Uh, so if you are a Hollywood writer or any kind of aspiring novelist or whatever, uh, don't do another thing and don't write your book, but do write your book and use Edward the app. Uh, so go check it out. It's free and not just like a free trial. Like it is free, uh, but then there's like some premium, some premium options that will get you more storage and more features and that kind of thing. So go to edwardtheapp.com and check that out. Cool. I think Leo DiCaprio says verbatim what you just said. Okay, just imagine that in Leo's voice. And all of his friends sit around intentively. And Edward Norton narrates the scene. Edward Norton, in his Edward Norton-iest voice, describes... Wait, what does that sound like? Hey. Hey, I'm I'm Edward Norton. I, I was the Hulk once. Let me tell you a story about Leo and his good friends. At the campfire. Okay, you came into it. You, like, drifted right into the sweet spot there. They had s'mores, uh, and Leo played his banjo, and Vince Vaughn sang in an operatic voice, which I found to be a weird combination, but somehow it worked. And and Lakeith Stanfield was like, ah, get out. This is really cool. And Tim Allen was off in the the woods, and he was peeing. And then Leo's (laughs) like, you know what? We've had enough banjo. We've had enough opera time. It's time to tell you all about Edward the App. Take it away, Edward. And that was my cue to tell you about this scene. And now it's my cue to tell you, hey, Leo, tell us about Edward the App. Cut scene. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of looping there a little bit. Um, Good. Yes, that was very good. You drifted like a little bit into Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg. That was a little bit the voice you were doing there. (laughs) <laughs> See, how do you mind them for me? You know, that one. Uh, but yes, good job. <laughs> Very good. Let's move on. Um, What's our next movie? What's our next Never patient? have me do another Edward Norton impression. I, it ever was good g- until it, you like you started bad. I was so nervous you drifted, doing that impression. You drifted right into it. You were perfect for like a few seconds, and then you kind of drifted out of it. Uh, you it, went a little too nerdy towards the end. I was a little nervous because we do share the same name. To some degree, there is that. In I didn't want to disappoint do. him. Well, you don't get nervous because with the app, because you share the same <laughs> name with the app too. Uh, Edward the app will also teach you how to perfect your Edward Norton. Yeah, exactly. Impression, and that's the highest recommendation we can give it. Don't ask me. Thank you, Edward the app. Um, let's just go on to the next movie, which is Ridiculous Six. The Ridiculous uh, Six. I do believe I saw the first minute of this. I don't know anything other than it's insensitive i know that all of the native americans working on the film walked off the set yes so it's about the invention of baseball or is that a different one 
I don't even know. I believe it's about the invention of baseball. It's a Western. Yes. But I believe it's about the invention of baseball. If it's not about the invention of baseball, it is now. And honestly, I'd prefer to just get rid of the whole Western theme. I'm fine with that. I think it's invention of baseball because they started off with six players and then realized, hey, this isn't enough. We don't have an outfield. Um, So they change it to nine. Okay. That's how many. Yeah, there's nine players. Probably. Um, so they learn how to bat and they need an outfield. That's why it's ridiculous six. Cause everyone knows you need nine players for baseball. Um, and you know, who's really good at baseball is Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne. Um, I was kind of hoping that the random number generator would give me Eddie Redmayne for Jack and Jill, but we're going to have to... Okay, Eddie Redmayne's got the experience to do Jack and Jill, but um, and actually do a prolific job of it. But yeah. nope, he's a baseball star. He is the uh, Doctor Naismith of baseball. Who was the ba- basketball guy, right? Yeah. Um, and Brian, what does the studio want from us to do? Let's spin the wheel with Eddie Redmayne baseball movie. Work as many boy band lyrics into the script as possible without trying to call attention to it. That that was brought to us by Sam Ray. Thank you, Sam. Uh, boy band lyrics. Interesting. It's interesting for this setting, especially. So, like, uh, hey, who's going to play outfield? It's going to be May. Because NSYNC. You know I can't take no more. And it ain't no lie. I want to see you out that door and hit a home run. Bye, 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 I, bye, bye. The next inning, but but he's got a stutter. You're right, right. But by the next inning, okay. I did not know what that song was for a few lines. Um, I think I'm just going to edit out the first two paragraphs of this song because it felt forever <laughs> yeah. before I got to the bye, bye, bye paragraph. Yeah, I can't believe you read like the whole song. Um, I'm glad you're editing that down. But I do think there is a stuttering character, and that's. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. It is Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Because that's what he does well. He does. He <laughs> does a lot. Yeah. Um. He's... I think they call him the Fantastic Beast. Because he's a really good batter. Yeah, he's the Fantastic Beast for sure. And everyone's asking where to find him. Um, Tim Allen... Is, is it just one character who's making these references? Or are we going to spread it out <laughs> with everyone? You know what I mean? Is there like one character who's like constantly referencing... Like, you know, like, like a... I, I think it's Eddie Redmayne. It's Eddie Redmayne. Because I think he wants to tell... Uh, I think he wants to tell you the story of his life. Is he also narrating it? <laughs> he is. Okay. Um. Oh, hold on. No, it was uh, Edward Norton that narrated lo- the last one. So we're yes. good. This yeah, we're fine. But it's also an Eddie. It is an Eddie. Edwards are just the best. Can we agree so. on that? Yeah, I, I think, think I should so. stop going by Houston and embrace my real name. Yeah. Um, this is an Edward Bodley podcast now, <laughs> featuring Brian Perry. Perfect. Um, so he stutters a little. You know, bit maybe I'll go by Edward too. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll embrace it. <laughs> Edward Bodley and Ed- Edward Perry. Uh, I do think Eddie Redmayne gets larger than life, physically, physically, and family. And maybe since we're not setting it in the wild, wild west anymore, we do bring back the giant robot spider from wild wild west to wrap it up i just think that would just fit nicely can we what if we did this forget all the boy band lyrics or or no we'll leave them 
The studio demands will still it. sneak him in. Yeah. And like I think you watch the whole movie and oh. he like has this weird phrase where he's like that's what makes you beautiful and you're like huh? at the end Will Smith comes on in a giant spider and he's rapping with Joe Jonas. Right, and it's the Willennium all over again. It, it really is. I like that. Um Actually, I don't even care about the rest of the movie. It's just there's a Will lot of good. There's a lot of good lines in boy bands that we work in. Uh, God must have spent a little more time on you. That's a good like romantic line. Yeah, they're all good. Um, I do think Will Smith and Joe Jonas are the commentators for baseball in this movie, and they're doing boy band dance moves the whole time. Yes, certainly. And Tim Allen is a very surprised fan. Uh? Yeah, he's just a fan. <laughs> I think he becomes the first outfielder because he was in the stands and okay. caught the first home run. And they're like, wow, it'd be nice to have a player back there. Yeah. Okay. Let's hire Tim Allen. <laughs> That's that movie. You know, for time's sake, Brian, we're just going to do one more movie. Okay. Um, I was going to include Click in this, but I'm just going to fast forward past that one. <laughs> the last one, you know it's coming. I cried in Click. I'll just say that. Uh, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, yeah. <laughs> was an, a necessary movie. Now, I think Jack and Jill was the one that finally made me made it finally click in me. I was like, oh, I don't like these movies. Like, I, I liked Happy Gilmore. I liked Billy Madison. I liked third of the old classic well, ones. Well, I think those ones are great movies. Right. It was when that got to his head and he decided, yeah. oh, let's just make this to the nth degree and not put any thought. And I into think it. I did not catch on for a long time until Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill was the one where I was like, Oh, I don't like these. But you know who would make you realize that you... <laughs> I can't say this. I'm really seriously. excited for who you're going to say. Um, The last of... <laughs> I assume this is the complicated there, one. There's two actors left. Okay. It can't be both. So, I'll tell you this. The complicated actor I left out was Casey He's Affleck. Fledger. Oh, okay. Um, I, there's some allegations going on, and I don't know if they're true, I don't know what the situation is going to turn out to be in his case, but uh, despite s some of our stupidity on this show, we do try to be sensitive. We do try. Yeah. To, this is a serious talk moment. Serious talk's done. Um, <laughs> so the other one. So his replacement for that was Denzel Washington from Fences, who I thought should have won Best Actor that year. But the other option is M Matthew McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. This is a hard choice. Who do you want between those two? I'm leaning McConaughey. I am too. Because I definitely want to hear, all right, all right, all right, and all right, all right, all right. Yeah, so here's here's what I'm struggling with is, do I go with Denzel Washington, who would be a funnier person for us to say is playing Jack and Jill? That's a funny match because it doesn't make sense. Matthew McConaughey also kind of doesn't, but also kind of does. Here's the thing. We do need to make this movie better. Yeah. I don't think Denzel Washington would like this role. I don't role. think he'd do I it I don't either. think he could get into it. I think I Matthew think McConaughey refuse. is down to clown with this role. Yeah. I think he'd go for and it. And I think this is our winner. Like, this is the I movie we're making. I don't think we're, we're picking Matthew McConaughey over Denzel Washington. I think Denzel Washington is picking not us. He's saying, <laughs> I will not do this thing. <laughs> but Matthew if Denzel Washington is, is never in one of our movies. Never. I mean, he I don't think the idea that we almost considered him for a Jack and Jill. Yeah, remake. I mean, it's kind of a snub when you think about it. Just the fact that we have said his name in this episode. Uh, sorry, Denzel. Can I? I use your name a lot in vain. I'm sorry. <laughs> I say, I say, I'm Denzel Washington all the time. So, 
If you're listening, Denzel, I'm sorry. Um, let's get Denzel washing done with this and go to the studio demand. Okay. But before that, can I pitch a movie title name? Yeah. That I'm super proud of. Matt and Maddie. Matt and Maddie is good. But like, it wasn't like Adam and Addie. But it, it is like- now. Okay, Matt and Maddie. I like it. And Tim Allen definitely plays the Al Pacino role where yes. he's crushing on the As Jill himself. character. And like, so I definitely see a scene where Matt and Maddie are walking down the street and Tim Allen out of the corner of his eye sees Maddie, turns his head and goes, <gasps> nice. This is going to be a harder one for him to not speak then. Yeah. I think he's just creepy. Yeah, he's just creepy. He he, he doesn't come into the plot at all. that's the he's only way you could really fall for a Matthew McConaughey girl. Is this the second time this episode we've tricked Tim Allen into being gay? I think so. Uh, how about that studio demand? Okay, let's get it. Spin that wheel. Need you ca- needs a catchphrase. Have we done this one? No, I don't think so. Other than the obvious catchphrase, which is, <gasps> Yeah. I think Matt and Maddie need a catchphrase. Like a twin bond thing that they say at the same time right say it in yeah. unison that seems very well twinny. okay it's obvious it's all right all right all, all right, right. They, they've got the catchphrase written uh, uh i think we need another studio of demand let's do another one that was too easy well this one might throw a wrench in it uh twilight but with other monsters think lovecraft that's from ricky looney thank you ricky uh matt and maddie and dracula yeah, and I mean, that's where my mind went as well, just because we're on the Hotel Transylvania. It's also an Adam Sandler one that takes place on a boat. What if this is just Hotel Transylvania a, 4? Is Jack and Jill on a cruise ship? I remember I, I that. think they go on a cruise ship at one point. Yeah. Okay. What if this is Hotel Transylvania 3B, where Dracula meets up with Matt and Maddie? Okay. And Tim Allen. Works for me. Oh, also, hijinks ensue. So that we get the Twilight part right, Tim Allen is sparkly. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he knows he's sparkly. It's all going to be in I post. think we just dump glitter on him while oh, he's sleeping. That. Okay. He doesn't know what's up, but yes, he's definitely sparkly. Yeah. Uh, and a vampire. Wait, wait, wait. Those are the monsters in Twilight. This is Twilight, but with other monsters think Lovecraft. So um, I think we get the Kraken in there. Or, uh, or uh, what's that one? The Cthulhu? Cthulhu? Hulu? Um, there is a jelly monster in Hotel Transylvania. And I think it falls in the ocean and becomes Cthulhu. You, okay. There's a Frankenstein monster who I think is now going to be Kevin James. That's a good casting. Yeah. I think it's a perfect casting. Um, we got... Let's get... Uh, not Wolfman. Werewolves are overplayed. Yeah. Or we do include a Wolfman and it's just Taylor Lautner voicing it. I think that's a fun little cameo. So it is animated still because Hotel Transylvania 4. And I think there's a funny gag where the Wolfman howls and then Tim Allen grunts and they get in a howling argument, a howling contest with each other. Okay. A howl growl. I I think Phantom of the Opera is in this. He's a monster-ish character, right? He's in the Dark Universe. Or Hunchback. He could be in there. The that mummy. seems offensive to call a hunchback a monster. Okay, I'm sorry. Forget the hunchback. <laughs> We're going to go with the mummy. The mummy is good. How is this? Let, we have the monsters. They're background. Yeah, it's not important. What? We're just making the studio happy. What if Adam Sandler's Dracula? Check. He is. And Tim Allen's Tim Allen are both fall 
are both smitten with Maddie. And Matthew McConaughey, who plays Matt. And Maddie. And You're Maddie. Matt. But his Matt version of himself. Yeah. Is trying to figure out who he wants Maddie to win. And he's going back and forth. Is like, hey, Drac, like, what can you offer me? Like, I know you have a sweet hotel back in Transylvania. Yeah. I, I imagine you're bringing in the dough. What else can you offer me? And then he goes to Tim Allen. He's like, uh, tool time. I want to be on that show. Can we make it happen? And he goes, uh? All right, all right, all right. I'm not feeling this anymore. It's not good. It's no. not a good one. No. Uh, I like the Daniel Day-Lewis Pixels one still. <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty solid. I think that's our one we oh, put a stamp on. Yeah. How do we wrap that one up? What's, what's it called? Is it still called Pixels? Pixels is an okay name. No, it needs to, it needs to be something <laughs> to deal with his incompetency at video games. That's Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll say a video game word and you say an incompetent word. Can I say a Daniel Day-Lewis word? Oh, that's better. Okay. On the count of three. Three, two, one. Polygon. The polygon method. Polygon method's pretty good. It's very obscure sounding and doesn't It doesn't sound like an Adam Sandler movie. But then again, this isn't an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. What if it is Pixels colon the polygon method? Okay. That works for me. Show that it is a sequel. We gotta get the the branding. The space aliens have come back. They've reabsorbed some new characters maybe they've moved on to the super nintendo stage yeah um so we get like better graphic versions maybe we take like like an maybe the opening scene of this movie is adam sandler's character from pixels who is literally just adam sandler but pretending to be good at video games yes like he dresses the same as just adam sandler in normal life yeah it's so weird anyway he is maybe, he's got like maybe an ice pick in him from the ice climbers. I don't know the timeline on that, but but he's he's just dead. We just see that he's dead. Dinklage, dead. dead. Uh, Kevin Hart, not president anymore because he's dead. Right. Or I mean Kevin James. But Kevin Hart's in this movie <laughs> Kevin Hart. <laughs> uh, Kevin For some Hart- reason, we just show Kevin Hart also dead at the start of this movie. <laughs> it's like, wait, was he in the last one? I don't remember that. <laughs> um, no, I do think it is a trifecta of Daniel Day-Lewis. Tony Danza and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Because I can't I almost think forgot Tony of, Danza was in this picture. Think of a more obscure trio than those <laughs> this three. This is a strange one. No, I think that's a perfect cast, and I think that's our movie. And Tim Allen is... Who chas- is he in this one? He's chasing duck hunt ducks. I think he's the, I think he's the voice of, of Pac-Man as well. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Just what every if, time Pac-Man appears. What if he's the voice of Mario? And Mario is okay. the leader of the aliens. Okay. And he, That's like, good. the whole movie, he's trying to get the woohoo down. But every time he does, just a, it just comes out as, oh, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, okay. Um, I do want, like, a 64-bit version of the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think this is also, I think we have named quite a few video games that, I think the premise of the original Pixels is that there was, like, some time capsule in the 80s sent into space. And we have named a few 90s things. I think this is from another time capsule. Yes. So that's why they're coming back. It's a different group of aliens coming because they got that one. Yes. Okay. Perfect. It's the other Independence Day resurgence aliens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, No, I think this is a good movie. I think we wrap it up before we Adam Sandler ourselves. Yeah, seriously. And make this worse than it needs to be. Yep. 
that's our movie. Pixels, but, the polygon method. Yeah. Do we to see- show it's a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Pixels, colon, the polygon. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And method. I just got that. Oh, method was for Daniel D. Lewis. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, uh, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on the internet. Uh, I guess you're already using the internet to listen to this, but uh, silverscreenpod.com, their website, you can find everything there. We're on Facebook at the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is all one word, as always. Uh, Instagram is at the Silver Screen Redemption. I think I said that wrong last week. Twitter, we are at Screen Redeem. We are all over the place with these usernames. But yeah, uh, go to silverscreenpod.com. That's probably the easiest way to find us. We are now on Spotify, so that's exciting. If you would prefer listening to your podcast on Spotify, we are there. So you don't have to uh, be over here on this this podcast platform that you don't prefer. You can now get over there. Uh, anything else we need to tell the folks? What's your name? I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Botley. And whether or not they need redemption. Sorry, 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 stop. I'm rebranding. Okay. I'm Edward Bodley now. Edward Bodley, and I'm, I'm, I'm Edward Perry. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. <laughs> All right. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.